Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wedding Network podcast. My name is Jason Freshly. I'm the Director of Business Development for Wedding Network USA, and I'm super excited to be joined by my co-host, Cherie, and our guest today, which is Jennifer Taylor with Tailored Event Group up in Seattle, Washington. Cherie, how are you? I am great. We had a little snow here today, which is kind of weird, and I know you're in Florida this week, so... Uh, quite a little bit of difference in temperature and weather, but I'm excited to have my dear friend Jen Taylor here today. Um, I first met Jen, I think, and um, that was uh, that really stuck with me. We were at the ABC National Conference, and um, we got to talking in the bar, and all of us were just like, you know, we need something more. We need this. We need that. And Jen was really helpful with me in um, founding Wedding Network USA. And a lot like you do, Jason, she's very much more tech savvy and processes and systems savvy. So she did a lot for that, uh, of that for us in the beginning. She's had a very successful career as a wedding planner personally and then developing into Tailored Events Group. And then she's got a new exciting thing on the horizon. So I'm happy to welcome Jen Taylor. And Jen, give us a little bio about yourself. A little bio. Uh, hi, everybody. Jen Taylor. Uh, I do uh, wedding and event planning out of the Seattle area. I specialize, uh, especially starting in 2019, in destination weddings be uh, around the Pacific Northwest in Maui. And in my free time, I am uh, launching in April Jen, uh, Jen Taylor Consulting which focuses um, on the back end of businesses. So working on um, CE, COO to go, processes and procedures, helping uh, people create an experience wedding show, and also people that want to create a venue out of a private residence. So uh, Jen Taylor Consulting kind of encompasses all of that and really um, brings my expertise into the forefront of uh, back-end procedures and business processes. So will you still be doing weddings, Jen? I will. I'm going to focus on destinations. Maui, of course, because that's my favorite place. And then throughout the Pacific Northwest. So Oregon, Washington, uh, British Columbia, Idaho, Montana, all the things up here in the upper left. One of the things that you touched on was operations. And I definitely think that's a big focus that we could talk about this next 45 minutes. Because as you know, with most business owners, you find your passion, you go into business. But going into business is different than following your passion. And sometimes we tend to forget a few things along the way that are very important when it comes to a business. Yes. So um, my background before I started planning was actually in inventory accounting and business processes and creating procedures for um, the warehouses I worked with for people within our department. And, you know, you, and I just spoke on this yesterday is your business processes for a creative person is tough because you're looking at what you want to do and, you know, the vision and all of that. Well, you have to have your ducks in a row per se, where you are making sure you have, you know who you are, you have your ideal client, you have, you know, in a procedure manual, you have your colors, you know, all of that. You have your workings of how to onboard a client, how to onboard a, you know, a product if you're a product person. So what does that look like? Is there templated emails that you need to do? All of those things. In fact, I'm writing one right now for 
weddings in Woodenville. And I just got a bunch of emails of all of our templated emails that we send out to everybody. And taking those and putting them into a place where if somebody needed to get that information, it's in, a, it's in a central place. And for a business, even if you don't have employees, it's nice to have some place to start and get those things in place. So when you do hire that employee, you know you are, you know, you're ready to go and you're able to give them that procedure manual and say, this is how we do business. Well, and I think too, you don't lose anything when you have a good system and process. You know, you've helped me many a time when I'm like, Eek, what should I do about this? Because when you're trying to run a business, one or two people, and you're just part-timing, it's very difficult to keep everything organized, as you said. So I know that that really has always been your strong point. I think it's why your company was so successful is that you really could train your gals and then they knew what the next step was every step of the way so that they knew how to deal with the client, the venue, all of the uh, wedding professionals. And that's really a strength that most people in the wedding industry don't have because they are creatives. I think that's kind of sad. Yeah. So, well, I mean, because you're always living in the urgent. You're always, yeah. you know, that's the one thing that, you know, looking back and looking at other businesses and even sometimes myself, if you don't have a process in place, you're living in the urgent and you're running around trying to figure out what happened. Trying to put out the fires. Yeah. Could I ask you to just tell us a little bit about weddings in Woodenville? It's such a unique you know, I mean, you guys didn't just start it last year. It's been around a bit and it's become something I think other cities really are looking to try to do in their own areas. Yeah, they are. In fact, I'm helping um, a friend of mine in Dallas create a show, what we call an experience-based wedding show. So this we're going into our 10th year. We just had um, our ninth year uh, show was a couple weeks ago. And for Woodenville, it's a wine it's not a wine, it's a wine producing area, but we don't have any grapes. So all the grapes are in Eastern Washington. They come over here. And in Woodenville, we have roughly a hundred tasting rooms, you know, breweries and distilleries along with that. So there are some venues that are actually wedding venues that are wineries. And I had been asked by a, you know, the person that um, is the visionary, I'm the doer. Um, he wanted to create this show. And I told him, I said, you go, you find all the people I will make it happen. And that was nine years ago. So we have a board of, I think there's seven of us or eight of us. We meet on a monthly basis, talk about the show, what we can improve on, what we need to do for the next year, all of that stuff. When the day comes, the guests of the show, we had almost, I, I want to say over 800. They're telling me 800 people. They come to a, a place, they register, and then they put, we, we put them on transportation, on vans, you know, Mercedes Sprinters, shuttle buses, all the shuttles, all the things that we could find to transport. Not being buses, but, you know, 23 passenger and smaller. And there are seven venues and they get transported around and each venue is set up as a wedding or a rehearsal dinner, or depending on the venue size. So there's everybody that has to do with the wedding is there. The dresses, the hair and makeup, the flowers, the rentals, all of those things, the cake. But it's a boutique show. You don't go to this without having interaction with people. And that's what we wanted. You can go to the big shows in the convention centers and be herded down the aisles. This is a free form. You people can come in. All, all the wineries have wine, taste their wine, see their venue, eat their food. I tell people, if you do wine tasting in Woodenville or anywhere, it's the cheapest wine tour you'll ever go on because you get transported, you get food, and you get wine. When you go on a wine tour on your own, you're paying for your tasting fees, and you've got to go find food somewhere else. So I love it because you do get to have the experience. 
and showcase a venue. I like that. I like the idea of having, where is it a partnership amongst everybody? So it's so, planned it's, yep yep we plan so this is as i said there's seven of us on the board and um we've pretty much have gotten it down so we know what we're doing going in but we find planners you know there's some planners on the board and we always have a venue and then there's planners that we bring in as guest planners okay so you have do you have a structure each year of kind of the same standard and then you bring in outside vendors or do you change so then, the, so the, the planners will then choose their own okay. uh, vendors we are um, we dictate the venue and the caterer at this point. And so, you know, we tweak it every year, see what's, you know, see what's going to happen next. But those are the two because there's so many great caterers and these venues that we have, you know, I won't say half of them, but a good portion of have them in-house catering. So you want to really make sure you're bringing in the people that you want to bring in. Yeah. And you said with, with the 800 people, but it's still an experience and a touch perspective, how are the people spread out to where you do have those interactions in each of the spaces with the consumer? They can stay as long as they want at a venue. If they are, they can come back all of a sudden they're like, I want to go back. And I always hope they come back to my venue because I love just having people just come out. I try to lay it out where it's, um, they have places to, to land. As I say, they have a table, they have a chair, they have some place to put their stuff so they can go find, have food, go get a glass of wine, talk to their friends and not feel like they're being rushed through. But yeah, they can always go back to a venue. They just tell the, the valet at the venue, hey, I want to go to X, Y, and Z. Either the shuttle will take them there or then another, I will have an actual car, uh, a Mercedes sedan come and get them and take them off wherever they want to go. So with the guests that you have coming in and out of the show, do you have price points that are catered to a wide range of people? Do the clients and couples coming in kind of know the budget that's expected based on where they're going? No, I mean, we, we try to, I mean, we try to make it, a, you know, a higher, a higher end show, but most of the people that we do have there work with, you know, work with all budgets. So it's not, we're not dictating um, that they have to be a high end bride to be coming to the show. We just, you know, we don't tout ourselves as that. We want to make sure that we are getting qualified, you know, clients coming in. Of course. So, but out of 800 people, you know, roughly about, you know, 300 of them are potential couples. Okay. And then from there, it's their friends, it's their family, it's their entourage. And then it's also people that know about the show and bring their friends with them. You know, there were previous couples, you know, previously getting married and they've come back. I've had one couple that come back every year and they just love coming and they bring all their engaged friends and they just make it a nice. big party and off they go. It's really just a show just to have, to showcase Woodenville, to showcase our town. Price point wise, we try to make it a price point for the couples to come to the show, but not necessarily we're, you know, we're not pricing it out where it's a little more selective. Yeah. We're we're that selective. Okay. I like how that's set up. I think that would work actually really well in a lot of other cities. You're not in a convention center that has nothing to do with weddings as opposed to kind of touring around and be able to like touch and feel. Yeah. I know in Austin and Dripping Springs and Hill Country, you've got the big wedding show in downtown at the convention center. Mm-hmm. And then over the next three weeks, you have open houses and events and all of these opportunities to then go and have that more one-on-one experience with them. Yeah. Whereas you could just instead have a weekend that's just a full experience. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm doing in Dallas with, with a friend of mine is there, we're working on that. Their show is going to be a month from Friday or a month, a year from Friday. Yeah. Well, Weddings in Woodenville to me was such a great idea because in Portland, we had done several boutique type shows 
one hotel a planner in each of their ballrooms or smaller rooms and that was a great idea and a lot of fun and the couples got a great experience but when you think about actually having high-end transportation taking you to another fabulous location because if you come to one hotel and you look around at their rooms and none of them are for you then you might just decide to buzz on out but when you go there and you think i have seven or eight or nine venues i can go to here mm -hmm. and somebody else is going to drive me and i'm going to get fed and i always look forward to the photos and the videos that come out every year from that show because we see really cutting edge decor people the wedding pros go all out to really make this something yeah. that is yeah. an experience which yeah. i think is terrific yeah this year um my favorite as you go to weddingsinwoodenville.com is um jm sellers um, the planner up there really um, and the florist really knocked it out of the park so go follow our instagram i think it's weddings in woodenville website all of that we have pictures are starting to come out facebook is probably the best place to go find our stuff cool very yeah. cool well i know that as i've watched you and and worked with you over the years and you've gone from being an independent planner to trying to um, take your entourage to larger and bigger places and it's been so exciting and then you got into educating potential people who wanted to be planners i remember coming to one of your classes that you taught at some college and and uh, it was fun to see those ladies and a couple of them actually successfully moved into the industry you've actually created a program for people who want to be a planner um, and certainly don't know where the heck to start so why don't you share that with us so if i uh, i was over five years ago i was asked to uh, teach a class at a local community college just this past weddings in woodenville one of my students was actually one of our planners so it was very exciting to to see her grow um, her business after I was done teaching at the community college, I realized I wanted to do this my own way. And so I created Wedding Planning Educator. And that's really a place where planners that are either just starting out or in, you know, one to three years uh, in business is a place for them to have a, you know, there's 10 video, there's 10 weeks or 10, you know, videos of content from how to start your business to what happens on the wedding day and the emergencies around that. And it takes everything, I try to, I won't say dumb it down, but I just try to make it real. I think that's one thing that I, I do with most of my talks um, and my speaking and in my teaching is I'm going to tell you hopefully the way it is and not the way that the industry kind of perceives sometimes itself as. And so, yeah, weddingplanningeducator.com and there's, there's videos on, I call her Startup Stephanie. Um, eventually there'll be growth Gabby and that will be somebody who's been in the business, you know, three to five, seven years. And then, you know, somebody who's going to be um, over that and looking to leverage their business like I have, and that will be seven plus years in business. And, uh, you know, they're all going to range in, you know, number of videos. Startup Stephanie is probably going to be the biggest at 10. Growth Gabby can get to be 10. I think I've written her out that way. You get all of my information. So with, with Startup Stephanie, if you don't have a contract, guess what? It's in there. I give you, excuse me, I give you everything that I, that I've done. So you can just basically just start your business and it's great to see. And I have, I have people that have taken it and I still talk to them and they still have questions and you know, they're, we're there to, to help answer them and to really show you the business side, not necessarily the pretty side of wedding planning. Just out of curiosity, is exit strategy listed as part of that or in the future? Probably more when it gets to leverage. 
Okay. Um, because it's probably about seven years. You know, I've been doing this for, you know, if I count the year that I got married, we're on our, our 13th or 14th year. So after seven years, people start looking for that exit strategy. And it's really, it's going to be different for everybody, but really it's like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And at 47, and Cherie, it's the same thing. You know, we've, we've mor- morphed ourselves so many times, you know, you, you kind of just find out what you want your exit strategy to be. And if you want to sell or if you want to just close. Well, and I think too, is that what people who are starting, especially in the planning process of our industry, they don't think they're ever going to get burned out. They think it's going to be fun and roses and balloons and confetti and unicorns and all of that stuff. And we know those of us all, Jason included, that have been in the trenches, being in the wedding industry is very hard work and particularly doing the planning, um, you know, can be extremely exhausting and you reach a point where you're ready to make another step forward. And I think people do it in different fashions. One of the things that I think is very important when people are thinking about their business and, and having an exit strategy is that they have it in place. They have it in place when they write their original business plan, because that's what I encourage people, you know, okay, you're going to get out of here in three to five or seven years. What is your plan now? And do they have the right kind of insurance for it? And, and all of the things that can affect that uh, needing to have a business strategy and, or are you just going to leverage yourself up and up different steps of the way in the industry and then become like Jen has uh, a national speaker? I mean, I think that's really important too, because when you have things that you can share with people in the industry, that's terrific. She's, you know, she's written for Cater Source Magazine and Wedding Wire, and she's a, a Wedding Wire con- regular contributor. Um, she's written for the Special Events Magazine, Brides.com, Huffington Post, HGTV, The Knot. She's a busy gal. And, um, and then, like I said, you know, co-founder of Weddings in Woodenville and the very first member of Wedding Network USA. She's a busy gal. And she was on hand at the ABC conference when I got my big award from That's Colin right. Cowie. So, right. you know, that was a, a thing we shared together. And both of us have a strong love for the industry. But it comes a time when you want to move on in the industry and try something new. One, I never thought I'd be a wedding planner. So, you know, that was one thing. And two, to come up with an exit strategy is just still not in my my plan. You know, I wasn't I wasn't planning on doing weddings, but then all of a sudden I'm just like, you know what, I'm gonna do the weddings that I wanna do and I wanna do destination and I'm still gonna keep keep going on that. Um, but if you would have asked me three weeks ago, I would have said, Nope, we're done. So it really all just depends on the person and how they want to keep in touch with the industry and how much they want to dip their toe in it or if they just want if they just want out you know life changes they have kids things like that and they're just like i'm done well i know recently you have written your first book you want to talk about that oh, here it is oh she's got it right there i wrote a book it's really for the clients so it's for the couples that want to have uh, just a handbook on how to plan a stress-free wedding, 100 lessons to plan your wedding without worry and enjoy your day. So it's really taking how I do my planning and I just wrote it in 100 lessons. And um, it goes in everywhere from you've just got engaged to you're done. Pop a bottle of champagne and enjoy married life. But it goes in and talks about you know how they should be looking at their day, how they should be you know, what their budget should look like and all in very short little snippets. I mean, they're not very long. It takes maybe 
at the most two hours to read. It's, it's a great, uh, it was a great opportunity to, uh, to write it and put it out there for people to have. And how could they get that book if they were interested, especially so it, like hand, getting it out to their clients, I think yeah, would be fabulous. It's a great, it's a great way to, um, to use it, to passing it out to your clients. Um, it is in its last, we just did proofreading this week and uh, we have to uh, add a few testimonials and a couple changes and it should be out by the end of the month and it'll be on Amazon. So um, you'll see it. I'll post something on all of my social media. So uh, Jen Taylor consulting or consulting on Facebook, tailored events on Facebook. I'll make sure that Wedding Network knows has the link and they can, they can share it with everybody as well. And you said by the end of this month, we're I'm hoping by the end of this February? month. Yeah, the end okay. of February. Yep. And I have a feeling the podcast will air in March. So we'll have a link oh. straight to the book in the show notes for you. Perfect. Oh, perfect. We started talking about it when we were at Wedding MBA last fall. And Jen says, well, let's just like rough out some chapters. And so we sat there while you guys were all running around and we were writing little chapter headings. And, and then she went back and filled it in. And the thing about Jen is when, boy, she gets an idea, she's got a plan, she just goes for it. And, and that's really um, what it takes to be successful moving forward in the industry. You have to have um, things in mind that you like to still do, like her destination weddings in Maui. Who doesn't want to go to Maui? Come on. So, <laughs> you know, that's a good deal. So that's exciting to me. So what else you got out there in the woodwork, girl? I feel like I'm ready. As I told you, I'm ready for a nap. So um, <laughs> what else do I have out there? Um, is Gen Tater Consulting. I am, I am looking to launch that in April. And it's, you know, it's everything that has to do with back-end office work, uh, talking about process and procedures, uh, the consulting options. You know, of course, you've got the VIP three-month consulting, but then there's going to be videos as well. There's going to be options for client, you know, for people to come in, take a, you know, one video or five videos about how to create your processes and procedures, your workflow, all of those things that when, when somebody starts a business or when they feel like all of a sudden they're in the urgent and they're a creative type, they need some help. So it's everything that can help them with that. If they watch the videos and still get overwhelmed, there's a half day opportunity to work with me either in person or via Skype or Zoom or whatever, where we create your, your operations manual right there. You know? wow. So you know, you've already watched the videos, now let's take that and implement it and you know, work on it together so you can get over the overwhelm of that. Well, I know you uh, mentioned to me earlier uh, before we were recording that you would make some offers to our wedding network members. I will. I've got some codes out there for you. And, yeah. and now, of course, they've all disappeared. But yes, oh. there are. <laughs> we'll, make sure, we'll make sure they get out. Yeah, they, they have an opportunity to um, work with me at a very discounted rate and have the opportunity to to get to know them and their business and how I can help. And one of them is the videos will be discounted mm -hmm. and, um, and the in-person stuff, you know, the, the one-on-one -on -one stuff will be discounted. Well, any of that VIP consulting is always fabulous. I think also too, we talked about uh, the 10 videos for the planners, um, yes. you offering that at $99. That is yep. just very reasonable. Yep. And even if you're already a planner, it probably could be helpful because well, if you have you a new know planner, what everybody knows. Yep, you have a new planner. I know we talked uh, when we were at Wedding MBA. There are some venues that are like looking at that. 
uh, to give to their, you know, for training on their, on their, you know, for their employees. So it's a great deal. Sounds terrific. So are you offering this business side of it to any type of business venues yeah. or officiants or anybody? Any, any type, anybody in the wedding industry, hospitality, anything like that. You know, I still want to keep a touch with the people I've made, you know, I've become friends with for the last 13 years. And, Absolutely. and I like to hang out with them because, you know, who doesn't want to have a meeting and then at the end of it, have a glass of wine where you yeah. don't have that at, you know, corporate offices. That's right. Wedding people are fun people. So <laughs> yeah. I was doing a meeting yesterday and this woman is just starting with uh, one of my, con the consulting company I have. And she was, uh, she came to her first meeting and it was at a winery, a winery. Uh, they, it's a wine store shop and they have food and she's like I've never been to a meeting where there's wine at lunch and I'm like, I was I've like okay I know I was like we had a whole it was a huge spread of wine and we had cheese and meats and pizzas and salads and and she didn't drink but the other three are like yeah we're having a splash a rosé and the splash just kept on filling up and I'm yeah. like, great <laughs> Who doesn't want to go to a meeting like that? Who doesn't want to go to a meeting like that? So yeah. you get the work done and then you get to have a glass of wine. So one of the questions I have going off of that topic is trying to help figure out the breakdown with you have so much going on, the breakdown between working in your business, working on your business, client facing, the, the admin stuff, kind of how, and maybe that's part of the course as well and how you kind of help people. And it's, I'm sure it grows or changes and evolves as you grow your business. And for me right now, it's, I have regular planning clients that I'm working with. I break out my days into, you know, what I'm client working for consulting versus client working for tailored events group for my clients that I'm planning their weddings. And then, you know, just working on the consulting part. Consulting and projects are two days. So I just kind of, and that day is just based on that. So I don't try to have one day for in your business versus on your business. It is broken down by Mondays. I work on Woodenville Wine Country. Tuesday is Tailored Events Group. Wednesday is Jen Taylor Consulting. Thursday is just projects in general. So that could end up being a catch-all day. And then Friday is CEO day. So whatever day, whatever things didn't get done, or if I need to do my tax, you know, stuff like cleaning the office, um, filing my stuff. <laughs> going to the grocery store, things like that. And then there's weeks I was just telling the group I talked to last night, you know, and then there's weeks like this week where Monday ended up working. I just, you know, I'm like, I worked three hours on Saturday. I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to meal plan. And then the whole week just has gotten pushed. And I'm like, guess what? There's always the weekend. There is always the weekend. There's always the weekend. So, you know, it just, best laid plans are always there. And I have a calendar that is keeping me on track. But I just know that there's, there's weeks that will just be a little bit out of control and you catch up when you can. Nice. Yeah. And then how about, you know, kind of managing employees and the dynamic of employees, even the dynamic working with clients? Yeah. So with my employees, I love them all and they're all very self-sufficient and that's what I love about them. We have, they have the opportunity and it's up to them on if they want to schedule a meeting um, for every week if they want to talk about what's going on in their wedding. Um, once a month, we have a group meeting to talk about what's going on. Is there anything that we need to talk about as a group? But really, they are in charge of their own weddings. I can answer questions and look and see if they're on top of everything. But for the most part, I'm very lucky that they are all very self-sufficient in, in how they do business. And I'm sure having an operating manual helped. Yes. 
yes, having the <laughs> procedure manual helps because it gives them a place to at least get started. And then if they have any further questions, they can. So do you that. still handle the admin side of it then, Jen, or are they kind of on their own for that? Oh, uh, what, like for admin, for what? I'm mean, like, eh, I guess so. I mean, I do all the payroll. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they like that part. <laughs> they like that part. Um, I, you know, social media right now is, is non-existent because that has come back to me. And so that is a part of my business that I'm not very, I won't say good at. It's just something that's not a priority for me right now. It's not in your schedule yet. It's not on my schedule. I mean, I have it and I just blow over it. So you, you have to know, you know, I've got a great scheduling tool and I've, re-up for that. Just a matter of, and that's usually a Sunday thing that I do is I do all my such, you know, when I did schedule, it was all on Sunday. So that's a Sunday, I sit down and watch whatever going on and schedule everything. But most of the admin stuff, I do it and they do it depending on what kind of admin. What kind of tools are you using? You mentioned. We use um, for people signing up and getting their contracts, we use HoneyBook. And then for our planning, we use IO Planner. And then for task management, we use uh, Wonderlist. But those are the things, I'm trying to think what else. You know, then you've got Instagram and Google. Scheduling, I use Buffer for all of my social media scheduling because I can schedule for, I don't, I schedule directly to Facebook on Facebook, but then for Instagram and Google Plus and LinkedIn, I use Buffer. You can schedule yes. in Buffer to post to Instagram? Yes, you can. Yes. It causes a little. It causes a little alert on your phone to open up and finish the finish it right. You have to finish it on your phone, but yeah. you can get it scheduled. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Well, and if it works, that's what counts. I mean, uh -huh. you have to keep your presence fresh and and uh, people knowing about you on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, especially you, because we never know where you're. Like Jason, I never know where you're going to be and what project you're working on next. I know that's why I'm kind of keeping a low profile because when I come out, it's going to be guns a blazing. So. I'm excited for you. Over, so really excited yeah. for you. So what do you have going on the rest of the year other than launching that? Do you have some speaking or you know you're going to be um, traveling? I don't know if I have any speaking yet. You have Vegas in May. Okay. So, so yes, I have Vegas in May. I didn't know if that was a confirm. And then that is pretty much it because things were so much in flux during the request, you know, when NACE, NACE experience and ILEO were looking for, you know, cater, cater source, Ace experience, TSE, things were still so much in flux at that point. I didn't really send anything out for that. So for next year, 2019, that'll be a, a more of a, an emphasis. This year is kind of just trying to get my stuff into the right spots. And, you know, you've got to get clear on your, your own message. That's, um, that's what this year is all about. So speaking for the destination wedding. Honeymoon Specialist Honeymoon Association. Specialist. Yes, that will be on how planners and destination travel agents can work together. Yeah, I think that's going to be really good because you already do destination weddings and not only in Maui, but around this, the area. So I think that there's a lot of things that you can share with the travel agents that explain why it's so important to have somebody like you in their hip pocket. You know, it's a great referral base and we're always in the wedding industry looking for another way to spread ourselves out there and market. And there's an opportunity for planners there to certainly be able to uh, move themselves into another bracket of planning and, and destination weddings are fun. I mean, you get to travel and, I mean, and destination, you know, and I, and I go back to something that I've, I read a long time ago is destination weddings is anything outside 50 miles of your, of where you live. Really? So That's a, lot a good people, definition. A lot of people plan a destination wedding already and they don't know it. Um, or they're coming back 
you know, it's, it's a destination of coming back home. We've done a lot of um, weddings where they've come in from Korea, they've come in from Russia, they've come in from Dubai mm-hmm. and gotten married in Seattle. And so that's a destination as well, because it's, it's not a destination for us per se, but it's a destination for them. Sure. So you have to be, you have to have your toolbox ready to go to how to communicate with them. Right. Like, like timing wise. Right. We currently have a bride right now in Australia. So um, her mom is doing most of the planning here, but she's coming in from Australia. Fun. I want to go to Australia. I know. I do too. What's, um, if you could go back and give yourself an, a lesson from your early days or something you could take away that you may not have remembered or may not have paid attention to, but has been pivotal as you've grown. You know, I think for me, one thing that I did when I first started, because I was not an, I was nothing in the industry before I started. I got married. I helped my friends kind of be their day of planner just because I was the most organized person in the group in my friends that I came into it. No, you know, not knowing anything. So after every, after every wedding for the good three to four years afterwards, I wrote a pros and cons on how I did on that wedding. I wrote down what I did well and what did I need to improve on? And, and there's still, th- you know, and there's still things that haunt me that I did bad and I have to know that that's the way it is. But I think as somebody starting out or even just getting to the point of being frustrated is like, what did you do good on this wedding? What did you do? You know, what do you need to improve on? And look at those things and say, what can I improve on? What are those things? Is it something procedurally? Is it something um, that I have to get a better skill at, you know, whatever that is, or is it just something that I should have just known better and I should just let it go and let it be and move on to the next wedding. But I think that's the one thing that I've taken from my planning and starting a business is just knowing and having a, I mean, God, if I would have had an assistant when I first started, it would have been so much easier. I didn't get an assistant until like, oh, probably five or six years. I'm like, I did everything. And I'm like, why am I so, I'm, I'm irritated. I'm crabby. I'm everything during the wedding. And finally I'm like, because I'm doing everything. Yeah. From the day I, you know, from that, you know, I get up until I go to bed, I was, I was everything. And I'm like, when I have an assistant, I'm like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I can hang, I, I don't have to like jump through hoops. Yeah. Uh, I, I learned right away that I was never going to do a wedding without at least one assistant. And that was for me a really interesting, um, you know, I paid for it myself in the beginning, but then I just started adding it in. And and I, I just want to encourage people who are listening, no matter what part of the industry you're in, to take Jen's words to heart. Make that little, you know, give yourself time after every event and write down what you did good, what you did wrong. And maybe a note or two about, you know, sometimes I hear like from DJs, oh my God, never been to that venue and the elevator was broken or this was wrong or that was wrong or there was no paved path or, you know, the caterers are trying to drive their truck down the gravel road. I mean, all of those things to have in your handbook of, of tips can really make the next event go better every single time. Yep. Really Definitely. strong. I think I, without writing it down, I think after every wedding, I would go home and just think about it or replay it or remember things. So we're, yeah. I think a lot of professionals already do it. I just don't think a lot of them actually take the time to take action on it. Yes. You yeah. have to take action on it. And, that's just, and that, that is with everything is if you get a class, if you do your procedures, you, you may say you would do it, but you have, to, you actually have to do it. That's what yeah. we I mean, all I'm, have to do. I'm a, I'm a culprit. I mean, I get classes and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to take it. It's, it's, 
You know, it's not going to get to me by osmosis. I have to do the work. <laughs> yeah, you just can't sign up and pay. You actually have to do it. You think? And, yeah. You know, that'd Amazing. be great. Good. I got to be, you know, we watch it work. Well, Jen, I think all of your clients, past and future, have been lucky to work with you or will be lucky to work with you. And I look forward to seeing you continue to grow in your business and in our industry because you've been a great thought leader in helping people move forward. And for that, I really appreciate what you bring to the table every time we get together. So congratulations to you on the book. So exciting. Thank you. And very on the new company division, that's very yeah. exciting. Yes. Looking forward to it. Well, thank you for all your support throughout the last, what, 10, 12, 13 years. Yeah. And all of that. So I appreciate that's, it. That's cool. I know. Well, yeah. thank you again. I enjoyed our time together. And as always, there'll be, Jason will have links to all of my stuff. All yes. the things that I can I offer make... and all the things, <laughs> they will all be there. They will. Thank <laughs> you, Jen. Thank you, Jen, for joining us today. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Okay. Sheree. We'll see you next time. All Everybody right. else, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And remember to check out the show notes for the links and discounts that Jen offered today. And we'll see you on the next episode.